cracking everybody happy friday 326 21 10 4 p.m out here in the dorm champaign urbana illinois um yeah wild day in the markets you know s&p hitting a new record um you know didn't for for a second there i was getting really excited i thought you know it was not gonna hit, hit a record you know we were gonna sell off pretty hard but no at the end of the day you know buyers 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 were showing up and you know you saw this in the nasdaq to the dow russell 2k uh, you know, very, very interesting things to see there. And, you know, good to see, you know, did I, yesterday I sent some like pretty, I, I'm just like questioning the integrity of the market, but you know, we're cl getting that much closer to 4k on S and P 500. We hit 4k, uh, you know, people are going to get hyped up and just pile in. So the market could go higher, but you know, if we do not break 4k, like we're so close, you know, that is a very bear sign. So I'll be watching for that. Um, so I'm just gonna go ahead and do my disclaimer now, you know, skip that thing if you don't want to hear it, but here it goes. I'm a student. I love the markets. These are my views. I'm not a financial advisor, not recommending or selling any investments. Always do your homework before you invest. You know, all, all investments are subject to potential loss, potential profit, you know, not a financial advisor here. Just, uh, like to talk about stocks a lot. So, uh, yeah, anyway, the market today just you know, give a short little recap here. Uh, we are up. Oh, all the all the indices opened up uh, positive. I believe the Nasdaq did too. Let me just you know fact check myself. All right, yeah, you know we were flat on the Nasdaq, but you know it, anyway, everything was coming up in the morning, and you know around ten o'clock. Around ten o'clock, you know, there's like a little bit of selling going on, but then this the buyers come in and they scoop it up. And then, you know, two o'clock, we're going, we're just chugging along. And then, you know, market starts selling off, like giving back some points, you know, NASDAQ and Russell went negative. And, that, and I'm just like, oh, wow, here we go. Like, this is what I was expecting. And then, nope, the last hour, buyers show up. Last, like, 15 minutes, there was some pretty, pretty aggressive buying. A lot of people coming piling in. And uh, was it, like, computer, algor computer algorithms? Maybe. But, uh, you know, just very, very, very interesting uh, action today. And, you know, great day for the market. And, you know, one of the reasons why, I mean, like, I one of the things I've been, like, watching, as you guys know, is just the dollar. You look at, like, a day chart on the dollar. Like, as the dollar peaks around 2.15-ish, market hits a low around, you know, not the same exact time, about, like, 2, 2.45-ish. So, you know, are those tied together? And then the dollar starts, you know, selling off pretty decently here. Um, so I mean, I kind of see like a little correlation there. So like, if I'm just like looking at the, I would look, watch the dollar today, you know, when the dollar would hit a high, the market would be at a low. And then when the dollar would hit a, hit a, sorry, low, the market would be at a high. And so that's just going to be something I'm watching for. And so you'd think that, you know, treasury yields would be moving with the dollar. Um, you know, the dollar's down today, but yields, you know, five year up 4.5%, 30 year up 1.41%. And um, let's see, which would we got here on the 10-year, up 2.85%. So, you know, no correlation there with the dollar today. But, and, you know, yields moving up, you know, stocks hitting all-time highs. And so I, this kind of goes with my whole narrative that, you know, the yield is... Uh, the, the the yield on these bond on these treasury bonds like is actually if they go up people get hyped up and like think it's a good thing for the market now because you know oh it's like the whole reflation you know things are coming back let's go everything's reopening but uh you know i think it's because the fed is just not like buying enough treasuries to control these uh 
you know, the, the Fed needs to do yield con- curve control because these yields will just go out of control because the Fed is not able to control the the yields of the uh, on these treasuries. And if they go too high, then it could just completely derail the market. And so that's something I'll be watching for. And, you know, with these yields going up a bit, you would think that it'd be a bad day for the bonds. Um, high yield bonds, uh, HYG, actually up 30 bips, you know. LQD investment grade bonds down seven bips. Um, you know, corporate bonds. I talk about it every day. You know, just not 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 doing too hot this year. But with these yields going up, it's just terrible for them. Um, but you know, they actually did not get hit too hard. And you know, I'm gonna get into this right now. I guess. Well, actually, I'll go through the stocks um, first. But I'm gonna get into like what international treasury, uh, international bonds are doing, the yields on them. You know, this week, you know, the treasury, the U.S. ten-year uh, treasury yield was up five percent. You go look at, uh, let's see, Japan down three percent. You go look at Germany down four percent on on their ten-year bond uh, on the week. U.K. down six percent. Germany down four percent. And then gold, and then and then yeah, okay. So anyway, it's like everyone else's yield is going down, and this may be because you know they're in Europe and they're affected by the whole you know shutdown uh, shutdowns that are going to occur over there. You know they're affected a lot harder by the Suez crisis that's going on right now. Apparently, this thing is not going to be open uh, for another week. Um, it's still going to be blocked for a week. So you know they're gonna, their supply chains are going to be a lot, hit a lot harder than it. Um, but you know, if the U S yields start going back down again, um, you know, isn't that, that'll strengthen, that'll strengthen the dollar. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. That not strengthen the dollar. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. If you, it'll, it'll cause us, it'll cause the stocks to go down and, you know, it could cause a strength in the dollar. I believe because people are flocking to yields as a, as like a safe haven. Um, you know, as we've seen over the past couple of days, you know, the five-day chart of the dollar up 87 bips. You compare that to gold, you know, gold's down 74. So pretty direct correlation there. Um, so just all interesting things I'm watching. And so, you know, if you look at the trend, you go to the one-month chart on the U.S. 10-year, up 30%. You go to one-month Japan, down 2%. You go to the one-month on uh, Germany, down 3.85%. One-month on the U.K., we're actually up 5%. But my what I'm trying to get at here. You know, one month on Germany down three point eight five percent. If yields start reversing course and you know going start going down quite a bit, you know, because this these five days on like Japan down three percent in five days. You know, on the month they're down two point five two percent. Pretty big moves there. Five days, we're down four percent on the German yield, uh, German ten year bonds. So. We see start seeing pretty drastic reversals here. You know, as you as you could t- tell, like the market was up big today, and you know the five year yield is up four percent today. You know, the ten year was up, uh, what is it, two point eight five percent? Decent, decent amount. So, so you got to be careful here. You know, there's a lot of euphoria. You know, S M P forty K was not forty K four K. Yeah, but uh, you know, there's a lot of. Uh, other problems out there in the economy that people are not even failing to recognize. You know, we're, we've been getting 120 billion in treasuries from the Fed since uh, last March. Okay, like uh, uh, sorry, 80 billion in treasuries, 40 MBS, but it's not changing. Like it was new last March last year, 
but that's that was a year ago. Like that's pretty much priced in. And so you know when this, that stops to work, you're gonna see a lot of issues occur. So that's just my little rant right there. Um, I'll get into the uh, get into the stocks now, and then I'll go over the whole real estate stuff. What I'm seeing there, and the credit the credit just line from the Fed data, and uh, yeah, that'll be it. But let's get at it. So uh, you know. GDX today up 1.64%. You look at the dollar chart, you know, the dollar took a hit. As the dollar took a hit, you just saw, uh, you know, GDX go go from about 32.30 to 32.77. So a nice move there. And then, you know, the VIX, it, was, it went down to 18.87 and then went up to 21.49. So just crazy action there, you know, at 2 o'clock, like 2.15, when the dollar was at its all-time high, well, high for the day, you know, Gold was trading lower, uh, you know. The VIX was just going going crazy. You know, we got like a five six percent move on that thing, and then as you know, the, these crazy buyers came back in. We went to about the day, not crazy buyers. I mean, like just you know, crazy buying surge. That's what I meant to say. You know, we just saw the market sell back. You know, almost to the lows on the day. So just very 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 interesting moves in the VIX. Um, you know, USO. With that whole Suez uh, canal blocked, uh, you just got gold. The price of gold is going to go up. I mean, sorry, oil, oil um, is going to go up up four percent today. So nice, nice, nice moves on U, uh, USO. You know, very, very just interesting to see that there. Um, you know, the banks uh, just rat, crazy buying into the day. And you know, when I say crazy, I mean like the you know everyone is just buying this thing in the last uh, in the close. And it's very interesting because you know rates were going up all day, but um, you know, the XLF didn't really have too much movement all day. So I'm very interested to see, you know, and I, I think that rates are going lower, especially as I said, you know, looking across the globe, you know, there are pretty big moves in the, in the, in the yield market, you know, in the yields in other bonds this week, while we are still up 5%, but you know, every single, like Italy was down to Spain was down. I can, I can give you those numbers right now, but you can look them up. They're down substantially, you know, Japan down 3%, um, Germany, down four percent uh 10 year on uh uk down six percent you know we're up five percent going the five percent the opposite way um yeah i don't know uh just you know the, that that that's like sending some sending some warning signs in my eyes and so you know next week could be very bad for the banks you know if you see five percent moves down in the rate uh in the yields so anyway tlt if you see those mar- those moves in the yield uh in the in the yield curve you know tlt is going to go go up quite a bit and uh, you know I'm banking on that, and you know I'm pretty I'm pretty you know if we start seeing yields go down, it's gonna make bonds look more attractive. And you know people about who are all about you know the stock, you know right now the hype is just reopening, everyone's reopening. Why wouldn't you be buying? Well, it's like maybe our economy isn't all that. Like like we can reopen, sure, and you know there'll be some growth. But you guys have massive valuations that even if we had the the growth that you're expecting, are gonna be very hard to fulfill. Um, you know, very high expectations. So, Treasury is very safe. I still love TLT. Um, haven't been buying anymore, but I watch her every day like a hawk. Um, expecting some interesting moves here. I mean, look, you can't, you tell, you can't. T- I didn't haven't watched Bloomberg Real Yield yet, but I will do that when I eat. But it's like you see these moves in other countries, and you know, you think that it's not going to come to the U.S. I mean, I don't know about that one. Like, come, come on now. Um, you know, people flock to treasuries because they're scared. What's going to happen? The dollar's going to go up. 
What, how, how does that translate for socks? Not good. How does that translate for gold? Not good. I mean, this is like little short-term macro themes that I'm seeing out here. Sure, you get the hype behind the S&P 4000 euphoria, but you see crazy moves in the yields, crazy moves in, in the FX market, foreign exchange markets. You know, it, it could derail everything. And, you know, I think that uh, you got to... Uh, you know, there, there's definitely a bigger picture. And, like, looking at the bigger picture, like, the fact that yields are going up so much right now just, you know, shows that the Fed does has does not really have control over the curve. And, you know, they, they're trying to act like, you know, there's no inflation, blah, 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 blah. And, like, look, there's going to be the reason why they say there's no inflation is because, you know, if they were to, you know, provide direct payments to Americans, you know, some fiscal policy that would like, encourage every American to spend, then... You would just see an absolute like crazy hyperinflation, and that's what's gonna happen. But if you don't do that and you just keep doing QE, you're gonna get a crazy, crazy asset bubble. The rich are gonna get richer, uh, the poor will stay poor, and you know if you own stocks, you own assets, like that's great because you're gonna make money. But if you don't, then you're kind of screwed and you're left out. Um, and I think they think like that. And, you know, lower prices or prices not moving up crazy like that, that that's better than the alternative. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I pretty, and then if they and they basically get off Q, what, QE, the whole fu- system falls apart because they didn't let the system fall apart when they should have. And so they've just created a bubble and it's going to make it only more painful. Um, and, you know, right now, def- like, we're actually in, like, the, I, I, what I think, you know, the deflationary phase, phase of it. And, you know, we could be exiting that, you know, if the Fed does not do any more QE. And if they do not do any more QE, then, uh, you know, rates are, are will go out of control. But, you know, I, th- I do think that, you know, there are going to be buyers of treasuries. You know, U.S. banks and, you know, people who are scared and nervous, you know, see weird things going on in the marketplace. But... And that'll therefore drive the price, the yield down. And um, because right now, like if if rates, if rates continue to rise, you know, the rate they're rising, you know, it's just going to, you know, I'm going to talk about this in a bit. But, you know, real estate loans are already decreasing like crazy. Um, And, you know, the housing prices just continue to skyrocket. And, you know, I think that there's no demand for houses. Well, there's demand, obviously, but, you know, everyone says there's, like, crazy housing demand, pent-up demand. Um, I don't know about that. You know, KB Home, you know, missed uh, on their revenue by, like, a decent amount uh, on their earnings report the other day. You know, they're a pretty big home builder, and, you know, they're not making revenue. Huh, why is that? You know, higher prices? Yeah, 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 that's a reason, yeah, blah, blah, blah. But what's the, you know, you would think, like, okay, if you have higher prices, well, you can make a lot more money, too, and your cost might be a lot more, but, you know, then you'll just give it off to the consumer. But there's just not, there, I, I don't think there's demand. I don't think there's demand. The February numbers from the housing data does not reflect that, you know. The housing starts down, you know, 10%. Um, existing home sales down 6.6 you got all these uh delinquency problems um and then you start seeing you know loans for residential uh real estate from banks going down and you know i'm just like all over the place on this podcast but you know that's how my mind's moving right now uh and i'm gonna do it i don't really care um you see the real the commercial real estate loans down 
peaking in January. So, like, the, these are all concerning signs I see. And it wouldn't concern me if, you know, the price is going down with it, too. But the fact that the price just keeps going up, keeps going up, um, you know, that's freaky stuff, man. Because, you know, we already had a housing bubble. And, and you know, we know what that caused. You know, it's going to affect the banks. It's going to affect everyone. But you have a housing bubble combined with just... QE, 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 QE. And so how do you how do you get out of that? How do you get out of this deflationary spiral? <sighs> Fine, we're gonna print money and we're gonna give it to Americans to spend. Okay, hyperinflation. Devalue the dollar. Everything comes to tumble. <laughs> um, you know, and it's really sounds it sounds dark, but you know, it just it it, it really grinds in my gears. When I see, when I see just crazy speculation going on, and you know, and people genuinely believing that there there is going to be a great economic recovery, and and I don't even say this to like bash on America, my own country. I freaking love America. I write, I, I talk about this stuff because like, it just like makes me concerned. I mean, and I I'm maybe maybe I'm just insane for having these like ideas, but like I'm looking at data like all all, all the time. Like, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not stupid. And I I, I know I've, in the podcast, I've said it before, but I, I say that as a joke because I, I do clearly do my research. Like all I do is look at these things and I don't know, man. I don't know. And I'm going to hold this view for a while and, uh, you know, I'll be continuing to put stuff out, but it, it's, it's getting close. It's getting, it's getting time, you know? People, pe- people look out in the few. They say that you know S and P, you know all the, this stuff. You know the markets are leading, uh, looking out into the future. Okay, they're predicting the future. You know they're 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 ahead of they're ahead of the real economic data. Well, if they're seeing through everything, they're seeing through this transitory inflation. They should know that you know it's actually deflation. They're wrong, and you know if there's a how you know the, this whole thing with you know def de- it's disinflation. It's more of a disinflation. Sorry disinflation that could lead to deflation uh you know the way cpi is calculated and you know i i think i've talked about how cpi is complete bs um but you know housing housing prices if housing prices go down it'll drag down the cpi so you know there could be rising food prices rising energy prices but if the housing prices collapse cpi will be negative so, you know, CPI is a bad gauge for inflation, but that's how the market works. So that's one thing that I just want everyone to be aware of um, because, you know, I think that you're going to see a massive just, you know, decline in housing conditions and housing prices. And, you know, one of the reasons also, as I talked about delinquency the other day, and, you know, you know, major 20% of the cities, you know, are having major delinquency, uh, sorry, in 30 of the major uh like municipalities in america like 20 percent of them are having like ex- experiencing like uh 20 percent of homes are more mortgages are uh, delinquent i think that was a stat i was talking about yesterday here i actually have it on my computer because i just sound kind of stupid right now um let's see what was it the delinquency rate exceeded 20 percent in the largest uh 30 largest uh municipal statistical areas there you go i can i can talk but uh yeah that like that concerns me and you know when i see i'm just going on a rant here i know we're we're, we're, we're i'm talking about treasury bonds and the whole stock the whole stock uh discussion of what happened but you look at these uh residential real estate loans to commercial banks uh in january we're at 4.4 percent uh sorry 4.4 million 
Yeah. And now we're like, it went down like 7.9. Oh, shoot. Percent change adjusted annual rate. Sorry. I can't, I'm sorry. So if you look at this in January, we're at 4.4% increase annually. And then, you know, February down 7.9%. So just very concerning things. You know, you, you look at this, like we pretty much peaked out here in October, 2019, um, five point five percent, and ever since then, you know, we've just been struggling to include uh, improve on like the loans for residential residential real estate. If you know people aren't giving out loans to people to you know build houses or anything like that, you know, f- f- you know to buy houses or anything like that, you know, there's going to be problems. You know, the demand's going to dry up. You know, you need a steady flow of credit in in the marketplace and you know you can get, have way too much credit out there but in reality i think the problem is there's too much savings and not enough credit and you know um you know bonds have just been getting completely killed um right now you look at the total amount of securities uh, uh purchased under resell bank uh, repos under commercial banks like right now it's at like the all-time low since it's been since may may 2020 you know, market like spiked, but you know the Fed is not doing as much repos, and so you know, are conditions tightening and drying up? Yes, they are. They tight people will get nervous and scared. You know, commercial industrial loans, top one hundred banks ranked by assets, like it's gone down from two million Q two twenty twenty. You know, we're down to two hundred thousand two, sorry, two million two hundred seventy. Okay, that's a pretty substantial drop. You know, drop about uh, let's see, two hundred eighty-eight thousand uh, millions of dollars. So you know, you know, when you see that kind of dry up, sign of a recession. You know, credit's not flowing. Contraction. You know, credit keeps the whole thing economy flowing. It's the flow of credit because you know, more people have you know ca- credit than cash. Um, that's, you know, you borrow stuff to help your business out. You know, how are you going to get your business going? Well, I got to borrow money. I take that money, go buy a tractor, go farm. Then I take all that that stuff I harvested and I go sell it. And then I pay back my creditor and I take in the profit and I reinvest it and it keeps going. But then when you don't have anyone funding you, then, and you have a bad crop or something like that, and you don't have any savings or anything like to go around. And yes, I say we have a bunch of savings, but you know, there's people are hesitant to take on credit. Banks are not giving out as much, uh, you know, issuing as much credit. So, and you know, we've been in this period, and the whole pro, and the reason why I think it's such an issue, sorry, is because we've been issuing so much credit. We've been, there's been so much debt that's been issued, but you know, if there's no buyer for the debt, the debt is not attractive anymore, and people are afraid that you know there's many debt defaults. You know they're gonna they're gonna lose faith in the system. Therefore, loans go down, and so when no one wants to keep the credit flowing, and you know we've been we've just been issuing mad credit like crazy, and because you know, we didn't let the whole credit uh, problem go, uh, basically you know, uh, and we issued crazy amount of bonds and stuff like that because the U.S. Fed was buying all them up from the banks. And now they're like slowly tapering it away. You know, every time they taper it away, they're not tapering it yet. But the banks are are actually not issuing as money loans out to commercial real estate, commercial and industrial companies, and real estate. So that's going to slow the whole market. 
And, you know, I'm just getting a little worried about it. You know, you look at the primary change in dealer credit facilities uh, from a year ago, we're down $14,276,000 from last March. And so, you know, the market is going to realize, holy crap, all this stimulus, all this extra credit is not there anymore. How are we going to operate? And I think that people really need to just take that into account. So honestly, that was all I wanted to talk about for like the basic economic factors because, you know, I'm just getting kind of dark and, you know, ranting a bit, probably being super annoying. So uh, I'm just going to go through the rest of these stocks and, you know, we're going to wrap it up. So, uh, you know, XLE Energy, as I said, you know, good day for oil, good day because of the Suez situation, you know, energy's going to be cranking too. Um, there we go. You know, Tesla down 3% today. Um, you know, in the... You know, as I said, you know, they, all, most stocks, uh, unless you're like short or leverage, something like that, um, bottomed around around like 250 and just, you know, went up. Tesla was just hit a hard the whole day, so it didn't rebound and come in the green. But uh, yeah, interesting to see it down 3%. Marijuana up 40 bips. Corn up 36 bips. Soybeans down 66 bips. Weed up 68 bips. Interesting action in there. Gotta love those. Silver down 26 bips. Gold up 28 bips. You know, you look at the dollar chart, it's just pretty much an inverse, you know, flip thing of gold. Same thing for the dollar. Um, but, you know, both pretty flat in the day. Um, and, you know, I'm just going to be watching, you know, the relationship yields gold dollar and then look at the stocks. Because, you know, that's just more fascinating to me. Because if because majority of the time, I'd say like 90% of the time, they're correlated. Um, and, you know, I don't think that, you know, stock rates going up is actually a good thing for stocks now because the market is misinterpreting it, I believe. That's just my opinion. Um, and, you know, if, like, you see – I'm going to pull up a one-week Nikkei chart. I'm just curious. Uh, Nikkei 225. Five days. Yeah, it's negative for five days. Okay. So then I want to go to – the Fitzy 100 index five day chart. All right, it's relatively flat. flat. But it, all right, so it's, okay, so it's up, it's up. Well, that well, UK's bonds are down. Okay, interesting. Now I'm check the CAC 40, which is France. Okay, so it's relatively flat, and that was the same thing for the US. Huh. All right. CAC 40 DAX, which is Germany, I believe. But I'm not positive, so don't quote me. Up on the day. Okay, interesting. Europe. IBEX 35. No idea what this one is. Okay, so it's a good day for Europe. Huh, all right. Well, in the U.S. markets, anyways, what I've been noticing is, you know, when the rates go down, actually, stocks go down instead of up. And I think this this will be a similar, will be a theme, common theme as long as they're not spiking. Also, if, you know, rates go above, uh, when I say rates, I'm all, I'm, I'm, I mean yields. When yields go up about, uh, above 2%, that's when, you know, the market will start panicking. But, you know, if they come down just as fast as they've been going up, you know, start coming down quite significantly, I think you're going to see people in the market get worried. Um, so I've been stressing that point. Enough of that. Uh, copper up 4.48%, just a freaking beasting. You know, these commodities are, 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 are going to be powerhouses over the next year. Um, you know, I, I, I'm getting all nervous talking about all these credit and economic issues, but you know, it doesn't, inflation's here and, it, and it's come, it's not, it's partly here and it's going to be here for a while and it's going to stay here. And so these just commodity plays are great and I love them. I love them. Gold, gold being my favorite. 
Um, we got Riot Blockchain up 10 bips. Joe, the beast, up 1.63%. Gotta love that. Um, I'm, I'm very interested to see how these uh, the Suez crisis is going to turn in, uh, in effect uh, coffee and, you know, agricultural products, agriculture, uh, like corn, wheat, soybeans, if it'll have any impact on them because it's damaging the supply chain. And, um, you know, I heard people talking about prices are going to skyrocket because it's like it's da- the supply chain is going to be damaged. And, you know, I, I believe that that that's true to a point. But, you know, when that happened last in last March, you know, markets just plummeted and um, freaked out. So I, I wonder, I wonder if how 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 this whole Suez thing, if it'll have a big impact in the market. And I think people are kind of underestimating it. You know, just all euphoria right now. But I think people are not paying attention to the crazy news, the the news out there. And you know, I didn't even pull up the economic data. But let's see here, I can pull it up. Right here. All right. Anyway, uh, GME up. Uh, sorry, down one point five percent. Still at one hundred eighty-one dollars. Blowing my mind. AMC up ten point two four. Sorry, down six point four percent. Ten bucks over here. You know, just gonna be crazy to see how these how these continue to perform over the next couple weeks. AM, GameStop on the week though. AMC on the week up. Uh, AMC's down quite a bit. GameStop. It's pretty much flat, you know, down from about, you know, 200 bucks, but we were at 120 on, on Wednesday, I believe. So it's crazy, crazy. These meme stocks, you know, that's one of the reasons why, you know, you got to be nervous. Like that's not normal market action. I don't care what you say. That's not normal. Something is going on. So emerging markets up 2.6%, you know, they just took off, absolutely took off, um, and they were relatively stronger than the market uh, for the most uh, majority of the day, 2.6% uh, going into the close, gotta like that, um, we already went over LQD, HYG, modest gains on high yield, corporate bonds, uh, no, no, no gains really there, you know, these are interesting plays for the future, you know, I think, you know, they, there are some of the sorted, most shorted ETFs, so, you know, possible short squeeze in there, you know, if people start changing their minds, they start seeing yields go lower, you know, bonds will become a lot more attractive again, um, you get the, is the demand there, is the common person seeing what I'm seeing, no, they're not, but will they come around, you know, possibly, people are, always are looking for the next trade, so, Silver miners up one point one five percent. Gotta love that. Um, never, no complaints there. Um, and then you got, uh, let's see, Arc Innovation ETF still down thirty nine bips on the day, but you know, you know, four dollar price change in like the last hour uh, with people you know just flocking to stocks. I, I mean, I, I don't really know what the news was. You know, I guess just. Algos kicked in, or you know, buyer buyers showed up too, and you know, you got the dollar going down. So you know, all good things for the market. And yeah, I mean, next week, I'll just mainly Monday. What I'm watching for is do we break four K? I'm not sure what the answer is, um, but I'll definitely be watching out for that. And you know, I think that you know, before don't get ahead of your skis. You know, the market. Yeah, if we break four K, we're most likely going a decent bit higher. But I, I, I'm, I'm still extremely worried. And well, and when I say worried, like, I mean, short term, long term, yeah, everything's gonna be great. Nothing, nothing bad's gonna happen. But you know, over the short term, what's going on? I don't like it. I don't like what I see. 
Have a great weekend, guys. Thanks for tuning in.